0: Debaters, my name is Dave Giorvari, and I'd like to welcome you to the sixth episode of Talking Debate, the podcast for public speakers. This episode's guest is Andras Balaji, the coach of the Milestone Competitive Team. Welcome to our show, Andras.
1: It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Andras, um, my first question is uh, for you to tell a story on how you became our coach and how uh, you became uh, a coach at Milestone.
1: Uh, all right. So, uh, one of my good friends is uh, Oshi Molnar, who is the head of Lower House at Milestone. And uh, she was getting ready for her um, uh, TEDx presentation. And she mentioned to me that uh, because I was um, coaching her for the presentation itself. And she was a little bit surprised that I was sort of an oral communications expert as well. And I told her about my debate history in college in the United States. And then she told me that uh, the institute was looking for a debate coach. And I decided to interview, and the rest is history.
0: Okay, so what was your first impression of the mass on debating team in general?
1: Overall, it was a very good impression. The first event I attended was a Saturday debate organized by the society, where I actually saw you debate, as well as uh, Bianca and several others. And um, I, I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised for the most part. You guys um, stood up for yourselves. You had reasonable arguments. There were some issues, of course, but I thought it was uh, something I could work with.
0: That was my actual was... first
1: debating speech at Milestone. Well, indeed, but you were a model UN, so you have had some experience in public speaking.
0: Uh, that I had. So talking about Zagreb, it was uh, the first um, international conference, the international debate championship that we as a team attended. Um, As a coach, as a first-time world schools coach, as a first-time high school coach, what was your, um, not only impression, but um, what were your uh, misconceptions going into it? And how did it change your perspective as a coach?
1: Well, I I came from an utterly different tradition. The tradition I come from is ADA, American Debate Association Debate, and it's super content heavy, super research heavy. You are using the same motion for the entire year, and you become an absolute expert in the subject matter. You do research on a daily basis. You have to use the most up-to-date, most relevant sources, and... It turns out that high school debate and impromptu motions is not about up-to-date reality at all. It's about what the debaters think reality is. So I sort of take full responsibility for how we did in Zagreb. I thought the talent level um, and our skills were sufficient for most of our teams to break. And I over-prepped us on research and unscripted arguments and um, because that's the tradition I came from. But once I saw what was going on, I changed my approach entirely.
0: Okay, so um, you were quite an expert on ADA, and now uh, you had to deep digger into word schools as well. What do you think is the strength and the weaknesses of both formats compared to each other?
1: Well, um, ADA makes you into an absolutely unreal researcher and amazing speed reader. Um, You can analyze data almost instantly. You can create very intricate uh, logical positions. And you know how to become an expert in something in just a couple of months um in contrast world schools and uh, bp as well it's about quick thinking it's about rhetoric it's about um it's about structure that enables rhetoric to succeed
0: yeah mm, quite interesting both both formats are really wide right, widespread right they are the two like biggest formats in the world um what are your what is your opinion on high school debating in general
1: what do you mean opinion i mean do i think it's a useful thing um
0: no uh, what is your perspective it? so um how do you think one can um be good at high school debating so it's not only about research but what do you think are the main pillars of the uh high school level debating
1: well um, I think structure is absolutely imperative. You have to learn how to structure your arguments. You have to know how to flow, meaning take notes uh, of the other speakers. And uh, how you present your arguments is absolutely key as well. I mean, um, all the things that I said about content with regard to ADA, pertain to high school debate as well, but it's not as key as it is in ADA. Thank you. Um, Well, my next question is
0: rather a personal one. Um, What was your perception of the competitive team when you first met them, and what is it now?
1: Well... um of the competitive team in general. I thought there was a lot of talent there, a lot of intelligence. Uh, One of the reasons why I even applied for the position is because I was uh, told that you guys were smart, and uh, you could adapt. And uh, you haven't shown anything that made me change my mind. I mean, I think you have all learned a lot, and you've gotten better. And I, I truly appreciate the opportunity of of being able to be there and and experience your um, transformation into someone who is better at it.
0: Well, um, at some percentage, it is like um your achievement that we uh, develop so much because um what I can tell their listeners is that um I partaked in all of the coachings that happened uh, between today and the time that uh, András came here. So what I see is that um, it was rather strict, uh, I might say. And András was starving us of time, so he had to research faster, think faster, and think of uh, one-minute arguments under 90 seconds. But what do you think, um, How um, or what is the perfect percentage of being fun and being rigorous at uh, being a debate coach.
1: Well, you have to change up uh, occasionally. Uh, I think what's fun for a debater is actually debating. So you can do one minute arguments. Uh, you can make it into a competitive endeavor, but and you can also do uh, you know uh, quick arguments that are limited to lower house or upper house, but. Um, in the end, you have to do fun debates. And you can make the debates rigorous, so less prep time, um, you have to accept points of information, etc. But as long as you keep it fair for all parties present, I think it can still be a lot of fun.
0: It I
1: I think percentage-wise, maybe 50-50. You can do rigorous skill development, but then you have to allow the students to show, the debaters to show that that what they learned actually applies in debate and frequently in life and in their other studies.
0: Well, debate is one a great life skill. And um, tell me, like, an example of what was your favorite uh, debate that happened between the milestone walls, if there was one? Favorite debate... It, it can be the one you left left out loud the most, the one where you went uh about someone who you didn't think was uh talented enough, and then you were like, Oh yeah, they know how to debate. Or like just in general, the most interesting debate. It can be any type of your favorite.
1: Well don't 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 ask me to tell you what the motion was because my memory sucks. So um uh, well, actually, I I really liked the uh, the monarchy debate. I, I enjoyed it. Um, that was uh, with with you, um, Tim Morris. I think Dori, uh, Gergu Dara. I I don't remember everyone who was present. Yeah, but uh, the the other the other debate that I really enjoyed was. Um, let me think. I mean, there were so many, and there were there were fragmentary debates that were really good as well. Uh, which one was the one with, um, where uh, Meshi brought up the sorting cap? Uh, it was school uniforms.
0: Yeah, it yeah, school, school un- uniforms.
1: Was that was fun, fun. Well. that was fun. Yeah, and, and I, I really enjoyed, for example, uh, uh Dory's reply speech. I thought that was really kick ass.
0: Oh yeah, that that hit me as a surprise as well. Um she did great at that part. Um it's really interesting that um like you mentioned that up uh, because there are many type of debate personas and Dory is uh one that um is much better if she doesn't prepare at all. So yes she would yes. just put you, on there like you have to do reply speech and she was like what? She went to the podium and did a kick-ass reply
1: switch. Because no, I, I I noticed that when she has no prep, she does better. So I made sure she didn't know she would be expected to do it.
0: Oh, so that was your plan all along? <laughs> yeah. Nice.
1: I didn't know that. Well, no, uh, it's you. you know, I, I I frequently describe debate as the art of instant adaptation. Yes, you do. And... Um, what you have to do is you have to look at the people who are debating, and the judges, and your own skill set, and you have to adapt to all three. And that's why you are all star for time, and that's why I do these exercises, to to develop that exact skill set of instant adaptation.
0: Um, Apart from uh, not being adaptable enough as a debater, What do you think is a common, common, um, not a, I wouldn't say bad trait, but like uh, a common mistake that uh, early on debaters or even professionals do that are really easy to
1: um, help or easy to fix? To correct? Yes. Uh, Well, um, you know, forms of presentation, for instance, the mm, uh, uh, or profusely thanking the other side for asking a point of information and telling them what a wonderful question it was. Because you are just trying to uh, gain some time because you're not sure what to say. It has to be avoided. And it's really easy to learn not to do it because when you are committing an error of this type, someone simply needs to remind you that you're making the error. And initially, particularly at milestone, which is a place of extreme egos, since most of you (sighs) tend to be smarter than the other kids in your respective, uh, how should I put it, um, base institutions. uh, This can be a hard pill to swallow. When I tell you that you're making a mistake over and over and over again, and I ask you to redo it until it's right.
0: Oh, oh! You did make us redo speeches well,
1: a lot. But you know what's you know what's really important when when you do that is you have to be equally harsh with everyone. Yep. And and I think I was able to do that.
0: Uh, I think so too. Um... So, like looking at the debaters of the master competitive team, um, can you instantly snap at someone? Just uh, look at them and, for example, say that uh, one of your grave mistakes is this. How you can improve is this.
1: Instantly, uh, no. I would have to hear them commit the error. More than once, because it's possible that they are frazzled or anxious or they're thinking about something else or even exhausted. And I think exhaustion is a common problem with milestone students. Definitely. And I completely understand that it needs to be accounted for. Mm. Well, I mean, I, I would have to I would have to see them do it over and over, and then it can be it should be corrected.
0: I get it. I get but it. Um, I,
1: I've noticed that most of you are, well, pretty much all of you are willing to work work at it.
0: I, I think so too. Uh, uh, even as a not a coach person, I see that uh, how much my peers are uh, improving, and I even see it in myself. So I think that um, these exercises, the skill developments, are just as important as the fun debates. Um, but at the end of the day, debating is just that. It's It's fun, it's an art form, it's about adaptation, it's about. And of course, I can say the cliche is about making friends, about being a a better speaker. But most importantly, debating is not only for the better of everyone, but it's uh, for the bettering of yourself.
1: Well, um, I would actually go further than that. I think debate was the singular, most useful activity i have participated in college and probably in my professional life as well i mean it gave me a much more effective skill set than anything else that includes any of my other subjects it it gave me uh, very fast research skills it made me a more confident uh, speaker it Allowed me to develop my empathy. It's it's an incredibly useful, um, well, let's call it a subject or art form. Well, debating is
0: only good if one does it constantly. But right now we are facing a bit of a fucky wacky by the international community, and that is that that is right now called the coronavirus. Um, <clears throat> Do you have any some form of action plan to continue coachings
1: meanwhile under the quarantine? Well, actually, you know, oddly enough, it's starting to develop that, the, that this might actually be important <clears throat> age of debate, specifically because this is one of the few competitive activities you can pursue under a complete lockdown. As long as you have internet, obviously. Uh, obviously. And lately I've uh, I've seen a lot of interest in international tournaments. Uh, people are, are desperate for something interesting and competitive to take place. And well, I realized that doing it online is not exactly the same. It's missing a lot of the meta communications that I think is absolutely crucial in live debate. It is, but but you know you must adapt if you're a good debater. So then we can do skill development exercises for um, meta communication strictly through voice and strictly through the audio component of Skype or Zoom or mixed or mixed idea or whatever it is uh, that we are using. For example, at the uh, Skype debate that we did yesterday, I noticed several errors. The background, what what we see behind you guys, should be actually chosen to to you know strengthen your position. Little things like that.
0: Yeah, hmm, interesting. Um, well, as someone who debated half of their life or like been debating or using debates life here for half of their life, what is your uh, single most important advice for complete newcomers?
1: Hmm. You mean what should they work on the most?
0: Just what's your best practice? What's your best advice? It can be practical. It can be about uh, how one perceives debating. It can be anything
1: well um what's i put a skill development exercise on campus, which kind of uh, does exactly that it it's an exercise to help debaters identify links and gaps between spots of information so for instance if you have an article about i don't know the coronavirus lockdown and then an article on space exploration. And I asked you to generate a link between the two. How would you go about it?
0: I would go about it that uh, under the, there are many ways I can do it. Um, So if there is a coronavirus link or like a coronavirus article and the space exploration, um, can I ask back, is space exploration um, closed because of Corona or is it an alternative for Corona.
1: Okay, well, uh, obviously that would be dependent on the article, but I see where you're going with this. So you could say that uh, there is an economic aspect uh, that is impacting space exploration because due to the coronavirus, everything gets shutting down and there is no money perhaps for space exploration. Am I right? And not, not even not money, but
0: not enough labor
1: force for that can go out and make it. Okay, sure. I mean, that's that's an absolutely legitimate link. But you can have multiple links, right? Yeah. So and then you can go from one to the other, and then you can identify various other fields and figure out where you should conduct additional research. I mean, it's the kind of thing that that eventually a light comes on and you realize how interconnected the world is. And I think a debater is able to identify causation, links, impacts, thresholds, uh, unique events, easier than someone who has not had uh, this kind of training? In that, you are
0: definitely right. Um, you just rat me in one way. Um, so for example, at debating, we could use this skill this uh, interconnectedness of the world to, um, for example, uh, set up harms to uh, give a stronger case. For example, uh, coronavirus, bad because, and then uh, with the links of the articles, you can bring up many fields. Wow, that's, that's good. That's good. Um, well, I invited you to the podcast uh, for, so that the audience can learn from you and... But turns out I learned something new today as well. So on that on that note I would like to end my podcast and I'm forever thankful for you participating in it.
1: Thank you. I really enjoyed the opportunity.
0: Okay. So guys, um this was Talking Debate with Dave Giorvari, and see you guys in the next one. Bye.